T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It in the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. The Bears have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away. We're counting down the days to the NFL Draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next I mean, year? I am. I would trade Justin Fields. I'm Justin Fields all the way. I love the kids. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're in the package you must trade him for some other pieces and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good, that's a good old insight right there. There's many things you can do. Uh, trade um, back. Yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a <laughs> The Bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you. Put your pom-poms down in Chicago, Justin Fields. He's not a star. Poles position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Dan Weederer. His name is Dan Weederer. Weederer time. Weedsy. With Danny and Speeds. Weederer time. Bears. The Take the North pod. Dan Weederer talks football with you. That's the selection. Shocking. Weederer picked by the Bears at number one overall. Dan Weederer of the Chicago Tribune. Aren't you surprised they didn't trade the pick after all the talk? That, that's low upside there. That's uh, that's going to cost some people their jobs at Hal's Hall if they're going with me. Dan Weederer joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I don't know, man. You are sourced. This um, this Fields thing in the Tribune, and Marshall Harris is here with me from CBS2 Chicago. What up, Dan? How you doing, Marshall? I'm great, man. It's Friday. I, know. I hope everybody's good. Yeah. yeah. It's not snowing yet. The weather people it's not going to snow, man. It lied. Look, I told you, best case, worst case. Best case was uh, nothing. Yeah, see, that's Marshall, as a TV guy, he's got the inside info, Dan, on what they actually do know and choose to tell us. So we're, we're getting to the bottom of it at some point today. But, uh, yeah, so, like, Dan, th- that piece was, was remarkable, and I got a few different things I want to ask you about it, but um, I, I, I read the description of the Dante Pettis miss Mm-hmm. And that uh, my partner yesterday, uh, it's funny. He said, well, but that's Dante Pettis. And I'm like, all right, here we go. See, this is it's the kind of thing. There are times when you can point out and should point out the weakness of 
the help around him, but there's also times where the weakness doesn't matter. And I thought, right. I thought that was an excellent description, regardless of who that is and whether he's got the separation or not. It's the pivot to the check down that did not happen. And I love that Fields can admit that, Dan. Like, yeah. th- that is a big, big factor, isn't it? So so it's layered here, Speaks. And that play was chosen for a very specific reason because it highlights three to four key areas that the Bears really want Justin to improve in. The first one is just ripping it, right? We talked about that all season, having a play that's there designed for you. See it, rip it, throw it, have a trust throw. The second part is if it's not there, get to your check down right away. The third part is don't become so over-reliant on your legs where if it situationally doesn't make sense to take off, just find something easier because this concept that we probably haven't talked about enough of conserving both mental and physical fuel is a big one for the, the, the folks inside Hallis Hall. And they're trying to get Justin to understand that. And you understand why, because we saw him many times throughout the year uh, on the sideline, getting massaged, trying to work through cramps, you know, looking exhausted. To play quarterback in this league, it is physically and emotionally taxing. And so it's sort of gaining that greater understanding uh, as a quarterback of when to, when to use that physical and mental fuel and when to preserve it. And so all of those things were kind of lumped into that one play, which ultimately resulted in a sack fumble in one of Justin's worst games in his final start of the season. And so it just kind of was that, that, that really bright illumination of, oh, yeah, for all of the adrenaline rushes we had, there's a lot for this young man to work on. And, and to his credit, as you mentioned, he's willing and ready to work on all those things. And, and that factor right there seems to be what is often unscoutable as teams fail on quarterback again and again and again. And that part is known about this guy. I, like if, if, and Daniel Jeremiah speaks to it in your piece where he says, if Justin is doing what he needs to be doing from that standpoint, and he's talking about trying to learn, be willing to learn. There's a moment later on where An- Andrew Ginoco says that his thick skin combined with the intense grind, it just allows you to coach. You're never right. worried about bruising an ego. You're not worried about him mentally going into a shell. It allows you to get to work. And Jeremiah says, if he's doing what he needs to be doing, I'd be like, quote, oh, this guy has so much ability and he's committed to it. Let's give him some help and try to build around him. When you think about it in those terms, as we talk about the, the, the challenges and what he needs to work on, it's still a no-brainer because you've got the proof on the human side that seems to be incredibly difficult to scout. Justin's predecessor struggled with keeping himself mentally stable for long stretches when struggle occurred, right? And, and I, the, the Bears coaching staff's that worked with Mitch Trubisky would tell you that they spent a lot of time trying to coach confidence. You're never going to have to do that with Justin Fields because he believes that he's going to be a top tier quarterback in this league. He believes he's going to be one of the elite ones in the game and he approaches every day as if he already is. Now that's, that that's from a confidence standpoint. He doesn't approach it that way from a, a, a I've arrived and I don't have anything to work on standpoint. He grinds and grinds and wants to be great. Speaks. I know Danny wanted to ask whether, I agree with the Bears' plan to stick with Justin Fields in the 2023 season, and I 100% do, because I think that they have reached a point with what he has shown them, both from a, a playmaking explosion explosion standpoint and, and just from an intangibles leadership um, you know, culture standpoint, that he's earned the opportunity to take a big swing in 2023 with more help, better offensive line more uh, stable and, and, and deeper receiving core. And so now let's see where they can go. I think you would agree that, that 2023 is going to be fascinating to watch because we're going to get to this point next year and there's going to be far less gray area on what Justin is and, and who we think he can become. 
I think the, the the thing, Dan, that people are trying to see is are we oversimplifying what he needs to work on? I mean, your your article, it really lays it out very well in that some of the simple concepts that we've been kind of screaming at over and over again um, since the start of the season kind of come to fruition in a detailed way. And I always say kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. But right. like you can't oh, do you're that. Qualified at, to be a head coach I, with that I, kind of stuff. Hey, listen, There's listen. Opening on Eberflus's staff. But but but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is this: it's like you you try to keep it simple, but the game isn't simple. And there's other people involved. It's not like bowling or golf where it's just you and your objective. It's like other people are trying to yeah. stop you from doing what you're doing. So I'm wondering, from what you've written and just what you've seen and what you've observed. How much can the upgrading of the cast around him make a difference versus him just on his own improving the things that we're talking about and the way you yeah. lay it out in the article? I mean, there's some really good points, Marshall. And Speaks knows how much I like talking to Luke Getze because Luke makes it very direct. There's really no sugarcoating anything. It's just to the point, this is it, and let, let's just accept what it is and, and move on and try and correcting it. And I bring that up because – Luke is very complimentary of the way Justin sees the game, right? And and when he asks him for reasons on if it's a bad throw or a bad decision, Justin can usually explain why he made that throw or that decision. And, and Luke usually comes away satisfied, like, all right, you know, I understand where your thought process was in that. But at the same time, playing quarterback in the NFL is so complex in the standpoint of you have a thousand things to do in 1.5 seconds, right? right? right. In, in terms of processing and seeing it. And there are a lot of guys that fail at this position in this league who understand everything they're seeing, can process everything they're seeing, but can't process it fast enough or can't process it fast enough and react fast enough to make not exactly. only the right decision, but the, the athletic throw or the, you know, the precise play that needs to be made. And that's why there's only like, you know, five to 10 over a 25 year span that you classify as elite because it's so damn hard. And so look like Justin's going to have to figure out how to speed a lot of this stuff up. And you hear that consistently from Ryan Poles. If you listen hard enough, they want him to speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up. Well, part of helping him out there is making sure that he feels comfortable, which is getting him a better offensive line. It's making sure that he feels confident in the guys around him, guys that he can trust. So hopefully you have a better receiving core. And as you upgrade all this stuff around him, you expect Justin to elevate. And then hopefully Justin is also capable of elevating those things around him to a level where he can then become kind of the engine of, of a championship drive. As we sit here, Dan Wiederer, on Parkins and Spiegel, and we scream about fields and our <laughs> listeners scream back at us uh, or text <laughs> scream back at us, I don't think that we sometimes pause and think about the difficulty of the task. I mean, think, huh. about, think about it as you just described it. We're like, Justin, right now and for the rest of his career, is working on changing his instincts, changing his instincts, and controlling his like compulsions to do the things he knows he can do because the game has changed. And oh, by the way, perfecting the fundamentals that will allow those decisions to be then executed correctly within the two seconds in the pocket. Yeah, right. It's milliseconds. I mean, it's milliseconds. It honestly is. And I've been so lucky in my time in the NFL speaks to be around both quarterbacks, coaches and coordinators and, and, and also quarterbacks themselves who have been willing to teach me a lot more about the positions just off the top of my head. I think of guys like Mark Sanchez or Josh McCown, uh, you know, Adam Gase, Adawa Loggins, people that, that w are willing to spend time with you explaining concepts and explaining like how those microseconds turn into either big plays or big mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you're able to kind of like <laughs> comprehend the complexity of it all, 
it gives you a greater understanding of just how hard this is every single week. And then it gives you this, this high level appreciation when you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes make everything look so easy or Aaron Rodgers, every time you w- watch him twice a year, take apart the bears, you know, like, <laughs> like, like it's his job. And, and, and you're just like, man, like that's just next level, you know, and it's, it, it, it's not something a lot of guys can do. And that's why it's really so hard for teams to find people, even when they're picking at number one overall or in the top five or the top 10 or top 15 to find someone that can be their quarterback for six or seven years. The way that Luke Getzey describes Aaron Rodgers in this piece, um, because he spent seven years with him, he says that Aaron Rodgers processed the game and explained his decision-making quote, he communicates that more clearly than any human being in the world, said Luke Getzey. Now that's, and, and, and you know, Boy, I really don't like Aaron Rodgers on a lot of different (laughs) levels, on a lot of different levels. But to pretend that he is not cerebral to that level is to not is is to deny reality. Yeah, got to respect it. You have to respect it. It's outrageous. There's a clip and I'll see if we can find it somewhere along the lines. But it was during the covid year when all the postgame press conferences were on Zoom. And I asked Rodgers about a touchdown pass that he threw to Devontae Adams in a a game at Lambeau against the Bears. And the answer about this, like, four-second play was, like, two minutes and 15 seconds long. (laughs) And it was literally, like, you you, you listen to the answer, and then you pull up your, your, your film, and you go through it, and you're like, that dude has recall and detailed, vivid recall of every single thing he sees. And to be able to see that with, you know, four defensive linemen and a linebacker coming at you and defensive backs, you know, making some coverage adjustments on the back end and to just be that clear and vivid with it, it's, it's, it's insane stuff. And it's why he's a four-time MVP. You know, uh, Marshall referenced the help uh, versus what Justin has to work on. Did did the reaction of everybody you talked to, Dan, tilt you in one way or another about whether some of the failings last year, especially towards the end of the season when the league had adjusted, you know, how much of it was him and how much of it was the talent around him? It, it would, did, were you affected one way or the other by all the people you talked to? The way I'd answer that is this. There is almost a unanimous verdict in the NFL that if you plucked Justin and put him in the the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles situation, that he could play in a Super Bowl, right? We know what Jalen Hurts did last year. He was an MVP candidate. He had 300-plus passing yards in the Super Bowl. And that's almost universal around the league. Almost universal. Now, the counter-argument to that, Speaks, is if you are expecting Justin Fields to have the 2022 Eagles supporting cast – that might not come until 2027, right? The, Bear, the Bears roster is so far away from being what Jalen Hurts has in Philadelphia right now that to sort of cast that as your dream scenario is just that. It's a dream. It's not going to happen. And so now the test is, can Justin, with a much less ideal supporting cast and a much less ideal situation, mm-hmm. be the guy that, 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 that you know, fuels the escalator to go up for himself and everyone else along with him? And so that comparison is is nice because it lets you know, okay, people around the league tell you that Justin is every bit as talented as Jalen Hurts as a runner, as a passer, as a guy that, that can do big things. Well, now it's up to Justin to, to make sure he squeezes the most out of his own talent with an understanding that all the help that he probably wants isn't going to come very soon. Well, the, that, that, that leads to my question, which I guess we'll have answered here at Free Agency the Draft, but just your thoughts. When you look at the help that is available to him – do you feel like he can go from, I don't know what the Bears receiving core was ranked, but I know it's, if not at the bottom, very near the bottom, to even middle of the pack in one offseason? I mean, I know they got the cap space, but what's available? I know they got draft picks, but what's available? 
Right. No, that's a good point because the free agent class of receivers is not very strong. And it's one of the reasons that they took the dice roll on Chase Claypool last fall because they were anticipating not having a, a chance to make a real huge splash in free agency this year. And so now you kind of turn your attention to the draft and you say, can you get a guy that can come in and at least be an immediate contributor to you? It's why some of the things where when, when Bayless Jones doesn't become a every week contributor to your offense as a rookie, you go, uh-oh. You know, we just mm. used a day two pick on a guy that we would like to have penciled in as a major part of our core going into what's going to be a really pivotal year for your franchise quarterback. Mm. And so now you've got to figure this out because you may not leap to the, you know, like you, you, your receiving core may get to 23rd in the league, right? And so now you've got to bring things up around them. You maybe have to find a playmaking tight end that can pair with Cole Komet and, and do some things that way. You may need to find some more explosion in the backfield and, and guys that way. So you got to get creative. And you got to be realistic and then you just got to keep pushing. And, you know, one of the things I've said consistently is I have just been um, so admiring of the relationship between Justin and Luke because they don't sit and, and think of what ifs. They think of here's what we're working with. Now, let's just squeeze the most out of what we're trying to get done today. And that's just a cool relationship to have because they can speak the same language and they can approach reality instead of, you know, lamenting, oh, if only, you know, and, and, and that's a big quality to have in a building uh, when you're trying to do what the Bears are trying to do. Mm, they're going to squeeze him dry. So, 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 so everyone around the league pretty much agrees, and I think the Bears do too. He has earned the right to be given um, a, a better supporting cast. And one league exec said, look, if they can stay at the top of the league in rushing, maybe climb to 20th yeah. in passing, maybe now you got something. And maybe that's just adding two more weapons and strengthening the line for Justin. So there you go. Um, I, you, think, you think they'd entertain a trade for Mike Evans out of Tampa? And would, I, would, I would Tampa it, do it? Right. And, and the question there speaks is like, how much is that going to cost you? And, and, you know, the consensus kind of is you took your wide receiver dice roll on Chase Claypool, yeah, yeah. you know, and Chase right, Claypool's right. no Mike Evans. I could tell you that. Right. And so, but, but you use some valuable resources that you probably would like to have in your back pocket right now. And so they just, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of trade capital right now. And, and if you're going to trade the number one pick, you, you know, you're probably not going to trade it until after, you know, there's just timeline things that, that come into play with this whole thing. I don't think anyone is anticipating them getting in the trade market for a wide receiver uh, if one comes available. And so like, you're just kind of then stuck to try to hope that Darnell Mooney comes back healthy and continues to, to ascend. And then you have to hope that Chase Claypool is more than what I think we saw from him in his very interrupted and limited time in a Bears uniform last year. All right. One more thing on fields for me that I want to ask you uh, about the combine, uh, something about the combine. Um, um, what he needs to work on. You wrote that the checklist for Fields, what he needs to work on, includes his overall pocket presence, his ability to surf in choppy mm -hmm. conditions, and his competence in reading defenses quicker, reacting promptly to what he's seeing. Let's talk about surfing in choppy conditions. Mm -hmm. um, we hear about climbing the pocket, where you're moving towards the offensive yep. line and, uh, and maybe even past, you know, where the line is as you're climbing and finding that space for a better viewpoint. What is surfing? Just kind of sliding side to it's, side? It's, it's a combination. I mean, it's a cool verb because it, it you know, it, it is climbing. It's, yeah, it's being able to shuffle when you need to shuffle, climb when you need to climb. Like Drew Brees was one of the greatest pocket climbers that we've ever seen in the game. People will also tell you that if you, if you spend a lot of time watching Bryce Young, that he has every single thing in terms of being a, a uh, poised pocket guy and the way he, he, he just kind of doesn't get frazzled back there. It's like, like there are executives in the league that say like they would watch him live and be like, man, he's, he's like just way too chill back there. And then you get to the end of the game and you're just like, 
that's everything you ask for in a pocket quarterback. Now, Bryce Young isn't 6'2 and 220, which would make him an undisputed number one, and the Bears would have a whole different discussion to have here. But if you go watch some of, some of Bryce Young's college pocket presence, that's what the Bears are looking for from Justin Fields to take a step in that direction. And hopefully he's able to do that, and hopefully the experience they got. And that's another thing that inside the building, they have been really, really emphatic and saying, look, the results all weren't always there in 2022, but you can't discount the experience that Justin gained. And hopefully that stuff pushes forward. And next year when he gets out to the starting gates for week one, he just feels more comfortable and understands how to do some of those things inside the pocket. I like the, the verb surf. I, I, I think it's an important verb for our quarterback conversations. Because I've come to believe that pocket presence is like number one in the NFL. I mean, you got to be doing everything, obviously. But just being able to be that confident, that comfortable, the way Roethlisberger used to bounce around the pocket, the way that Dan Marino and Bernie Kosar with no athletic ability used to be able to bounce around the pocket. You see guys do it all the time. It's surfing. Yeah, the, the, the awareness and the, the ability to kind of – well, surf is a great word. I think it's a great it's word. It's a great word. So have you guys watched The 100-Foot Wave on HBO? Have not. No. So, so look that up because it's, it's basically uh, these big wave surfers in Nazare – uh, and, and that's what it is in the NFL. You're not just going down to, you know, a beach with four foot waves. You're, you're trying to surf the 100 foot wave based on what we talked about earlier with the complexities of defenses and the types of guys that are coming after you. And so it takes a lot of mental fortitude to, to be able to do that with the level of calm that makes sure that you don't spill and uh, wind up on the beach in a heap. Right. Yeah, no, it's good. All right. Last thing real quick about the combine and yeah. really about the draft. I heard you with Lawrence um, yesterday talking about how the strength of this draft is in the top 50 and how the bears have so few picks and they desperately need so much. They got to get a bunch of picks in this top 50 somehow. I'm starting to think, that because of that and because of the lack of quarterback clarity in terms of a definitive number one and maybe because of Jalen Carter falling out of the locked and loaded top five because of his situation, that they might have to trade down a lot further than we've been thinking. And we should be on the lookout for a trade to seven or at least or nine or nine something is like not, that. Nine is the most realistic one that you could get the most – haul for and, and you should be eyeing that up but the, it, it does extend beyond the, the top 50 like there are people that think there's going to be really good value into the early parts of day three which gets your you know around 90 to 100 in there and so um you just want to be able to take a lot of swings in those value zones and so the bears obviously um because of the chase claypool trade they don't have another pick inside the top 40 inside the top 50 after after you go at one and so hopefully they can turn that pick into two or three and and again like they also have an eye on trading for 2024 draft capital as well because this isn't a one-year fix and they understand that those picks can help as well so really i i and ryan has been pretty clear with this they want to trade that pick and they want to squeeze the most maximum value out of it now we just have to kind of wait and see how the rest of the league feels about some of these draft prospects and how much they're willing to pay. Last year, what did they have? Seven picks and it turned it into 11 with a bunch of trade right. downs? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I think it was either 10 or 11 by the end of the weekend. And, and so you saw Ryan do that on day three. He added a lot of swings in day three. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like Rick Spielman, when I was with him in Minnesota, he loved – you know, having a dozen picks on a, on a draft weekend and then trying to figure out what to do with them. And so, you know, there's a lot of different ways to add them and, and Ryan's going to be busy trying to do that. Dan, great stuff. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Always good talking to you. Have a great weekend, guys. You too. That's Dan Weederer from the Chicago Tribune. All I heard was anti-up.
because like somebody's got to ante up to get to get to number one. And I, I like the idea of getting more for for one than just you know dropping down two or three spots. All right, I, I want to hear about your dream um, for how you want that to go. And there's a news report regarding that situation that we can discuss as well. It's Speaks and Marshall Harris and Parkinson Spiegel. And- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 670 the score. Yeah, I think there's phases to it, but right now, just kind of sitting back and um, and taking the calls as they come and, and listening, and, and then we'll get together and kind of see what's best for our organization moving forward. Ryan Poles, whose position has been made clear. Tanny, you found the guy who recognized the pole position cartoon theme song and geeked out about it. Yo, the payoff of the pole position. I didn't know that was going to be in there, but I recognized the tune immediately. I was like, wait a minute. Am I back at Saturday morning? Do I need to get my mixing bowl out and fill it up with Frosted Flakes? Always, always happy you're here, but definitely even more so that you're the you're the one guy around here, at least after the fact, who's recognized it and said something about I, it. I, th- I think I, I wouldn't lead you along without giving you the payoff of the hook. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't know, though, because it was like a lot of sound in there. I was like, oh, I really would love to hear Am I going to have to do it myself? And then I heard it, and I was like, and what you got to understand is, because I was born in a certain year, but I have younger siblings. Like my cartoon phase goes a lot longer than most people's would. See, it's interesting. I I, I don't recall even slightly the pole position theme song. So I'm clearly a an oldie, uh, or b just you know a, a certain cartoon elitist d bag. I thought it's I was possible. older than you. Am I not older? than I you? I don't think so. Okay, I, I was born in '78. Yeah, no, you're not older than okay, me. Okay, okay, my bad. All my right. Bad. So when when is pole position? When, when's your heyday for watching pole position? What I does it feel like? How old you were? That, I was probably like six or seven, eight maybe, uh, like mid '80s. That sounded like eight bit mid '80s. Yeah, mid '80s. Like everything's got the same kind of formula to it. Like we got to sell these toys. So we're going to give you these cartoons. It had a Speed Racer vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Speed Speed Racers earlier, though, right? Speed Racers. I'm saying, like, that's that's a picture of that. Yes. Pole position is a lot like that. Yeah, and so, like, for sure. There was the video game and everything. But, like, like I, I can go, like, all the way to like basically SpongeBob SquarePants. Like mm. I, I can. That's that's a that's a long time to be watching cartoons. So yeah, I mean, there's it's, it is that is a long time. Speed Racer. I remember existing when I was uh, a very little in the '70s, and I just looked it up. 1968 in Japan, but it came back in, in the US. in the '90s. It yes. came back right. So uh, and so that's the problem. We got a lot of iterations of stuff here. For instance, the house song brought it back. I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it did. That. Yeah. All right. It did. Well, here's the other. Here's the problem with the world right now. It's a big problem. No new ideas. It, it, they just keep cycling over and over on top of each other. My, my kid's into Pokemon. You know how old some people are who are into Pokemon? 
50, for mid-40s, because Pokemon has been around forever. There's so many different eras and levels and shows and cards and 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 editions that have come out so who the hell knows where people got it i don't want to be the old man yelling at the cloud but i fully recognize that i am turning into the old man yelling at the cloud my my drop my breaking point was i looked up and i was like that's a commercial for what night court i was like I remember Night Court from a kid, like the sitcom. Right, right, right. And then like there's Magnum PI, like all these shows oh, yeah, that I watched. new Magnum PI. All these shows from when I was a kid uh, have come back and it's like, we've we've done this. Why why do we not have any original ideas? And what I've understood uh, now is that from a marketing standpoint, these yeah. companies, these studios, these TV stations, they're like, we know there's nostalgia there. We're going to like... Uh, the, the the insurance commercials they 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 they're so good with the nostalgia they they take you back like the Geico the, ones yeah, any of them really like they all they all take you back and they're like I saw one with Montel Jordan last night oh <laughs> yeah. like the Uber Eats commercial like the like yeah you there's just too much well but here's the thing if you do it well yeah if you put some things together if you recontextualize what we have created repurpose repurpose it and do something new with it. Then you could have a successful career of some kinds. I'm a tribute source. I saw I saw uh, Carl <laughs> Winslow's. Character. I can't remember the the actor's name. Re- Reginald Bell Johnson, I think. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's a like TV dad. TV I was dad. like, oh, we really we, we deep in here. Oh uh, yeah, that's it's levels upon levels upon levels. That's the old Night Court theme. Back when they had theme songs song. for television shows. Yeah, Back- I, it was good ones. Yeah. Dying to do a TV theme night with Tributosaurus. We've talked about it many times. Wait, wait, wait so how it. would this work? A whole night of TV themes. Like, just different TV themes. I would pick uh, Maud. God, I love the Maud okay. theme. Sanford and Son, and we would just jam on that for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, different Strokes is my dream. Jason Goff and I have sung that together is many times. Is that your times. number one theme song? Different Strokes, it's up there, man. It's up there. Hmm. There's a lot, but Family Ties is is uh that's um it, it's that's a beautiful vocal right there. Barney Miller slaps. Oh, Barney Miller kills. <laughs> Yo, y'all, so, y'all are deep in the bag. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I would I would just hang out in the '70s and '80s in large part. Although um, Christine's favorite is. Um, is uh, the Golden Girls? She loves. Oh well, that did, thank now, that, you for being that is the, the the classic. You know the the viral sensation, the guy with the wig, and then the wig comes off when he does the rendition of it. Like Golden Girls theme song is it's for me. Strong. It's it's top five, and it might be number one. But how many TV themes would we have to do to fill out a night? It's like a a ninety minute set or two one hour oh, sets. Do it. I think you do it a lot easier than you think. No, but I mean, like, they're all short. Fifty. We got to do fifty. I think you could do 50 and not run out of hits. You want to learn 50 songs? I don't want to do that. That's why we I, haven't done I, it yet. That's why I let you, you yeah, do that. Yeah, that's no. why you're the musician. I'm just the guy talking about music. Yeah, we, have, we, we, have, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Someday. Someday we'll do it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when we do. Um, here's Ian Rappaport from earlier today talking about what I mentioned with the Bears trade options. And I want to see if, Marshall, if you have a specific dream of any kind regarding the trade possibilities and the draft possibilities. Ian Rappaport says, after what happened earlier in the week, where Adam Schefter says, the number one pick is for sale. Come on, man. That's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, that is. And then Ryan Poles comes out and says, yeah, I saw the report. 
Uh, yes. Yes, the number one pick. That's essentially what he says. We're all shocked. As if he gave the report. And then the week of rumors, that is, how serious are the conversations right now? Here's Ian Rappaport. So much action here right behind me on the field. So much athleticism on display. But, of course, here in Indianapolis, there's a lot of action off the field as well, in the hallways, in the restaurants, in the bars. And a lot of the discussion has been about not just these draft prospects, but what happens in the actual draft. And Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles has been very clear. That number one pick is for sale for the right price. Has not said definitively that Justin Fields is his starter no matter what. And obviously that evaluation process is ongoing. But so is the process about is he going to trade the pick. And from my understanding, there is significant, significant interest in that pick among the teams expected to show interest. The Texans at number two would make sense. Just a quick slide from one to two for the uh, Chicago Bears. The uh, Atlanta Falcons still in need of a quarterback. Obviously, that would be one to watch. The Indianapolis Colts at four have made it very clear. General Manager Chris Ballard always open for business. Does he take a big swing? And the Panthers still have some questions as well at the quarterback position. No doubt they're looking hard at some of these top, top guys. So that is a lot of the discussion here. What's going to happen in number one? Man, see, that is a beautiful thing. If you've got all those teams talking to you, about what they can do, regardless of who they want. They just want to get up there and get the guy that they want. Because that's been the thing. It's like, does it matter that there's not a definitive number one? Maybe it weakens things a little bit. But if everybody's wanting to get up there, then you just pit them against each other. You pit their offers against each other, and you play coy, and you don't, you, you don't, you don't tell them who you think you would go with. Or maybe you tell them what they want to hear about you figure out who their guy is, and you tell them that, oh, that's also Indianapolis's guy. Like, he, this is poker right now. Good luck, Ryan Paul. So the, the number one thing with the, the, the poker, th- I, I'm thinking about, like, different drafts and different leagues and how the number one pick gets traded sometimes. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, it's, it's not great, but it's almost good that there's no consensus number one. Because if there was a consensus number one quarterback, the conversation we're having about Justin Fields might be a little bit different. Mm. Like, if there was this guy that was Dan Marino-esque that like he is the dude for you know Andrew Luck style where maybe there's not as many questions it's not like Justin Fields was the first quarterback taken in his draft you know what I'm saying Uh so I think it's almost good that different people might have different evaluations and you if you can play poker really well and have them believe in somebody's coming for that number one spot if you don't take it you can ante up as I said before and and get what what you wanted to be the, the 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 one that reminds me when I was in Philadelphia and it's a different sport, but just work with me here. The process. NBA draft. Yeah. The Celtics had the number one pick. The Sixers, in the division, traded up to get the number one pick, and the Celtics picked second. Do you know who the Sixers took with that pick in the draft? Uh, a young man that plays for the Orlando Magic named Markel Fultz. Named Markel Fultz. Do you know who the Celtics took with that second pick? Jason Tatum. <laughs> so, like... It is definitely chess, not checkers. Sam Presti wasn't very good, was he? <laughs> Listen. I mean, he had big thoughts and stuff. That, that, that wasn't Presti. That, was that a, wasn't Presti? No, no, no. That was the collar. He, he, so that he, was Brian Colangelo. Oh, well. Before his wife before his got on account. Twitter yeah. with the burner account. But but you see what I'm saying? Like, don't but, take anything for granted. Make sure, like, you're doing what you need to do. And, oh, I mixed it up. I thought it was Presti. No, no. Because Presti took Nerlens Noel. Right, Th- that was uh, Sam. Um, Sam Presti, not right? Presti. Uh, 
Sam Hinky. Oh, Sam Hinky. Sorry, the process. I, I don't know why I slipped. Presty was his boss that he yeah. came from. Yes, in, in Oklahoma City. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm talking Philly yeah, hoops you're, you're, executives, yeah, and I'm all yeah. over the no, joint. But the, 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 the point I'm stands not Angelo about the, the number one, <laughs> the number one pick <laughs> thing stands in that if you're going to trade it, I make wish sure, I was. Sometimes. Make sure you know what you're doing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like, make sure you know what you're doing. I'd like because um, you've seen Jason Tatum play recently. Oh yeah, he's good. He's very good. And you've seen Mark. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You haven't seen Markel Fultz play lately. Actually, I have a little bit. He's doing okay. He's yeah, back. No, he's, he's survived. He came through in a way that I didn't think he'd ever come through. Like, I thought it was kind of a Rick and Keel situation. That's uh, fair. That's right? a fair comparison. Uh, uh, like, a, a guy who's. Uh, from uh, football to basketball. Let's go to baseball. Uh, that's. that's hey, let's, have you met me? Marshall? Yes, I'm with it. This is how, this is how we can I always roll. bring it back to the diamond. Yeah, we can almost bring it back to TV theme songs as the textures yeah. have gone crazy. I'm, there's so many good ones. I might have to lay out my top I told five. you. I told you you could do a whole set. Yeah. Oh, it, oh my God. Of course we could. It's just a matter of. We Learning would, the songs. We, I got you. No, we would have difficulty stopping. Like, we just. One of the things about us is you'd like. Nobody mention a song or anything during the show or else we'll just start playing it because we can't help ourselves. But, yeah, there's some incredible, incredible theme songs being referenced. Because there was a time when they'd go get a songwriter and say, why don't you do this? Like when the John, golden days. John Sebastian comes and does the Welcome Back Cotter theme song, which is, a, legi- that is a legitimately beautiful song. <sighs> John Sebastian from the Love and Spoonful comes and does, does oh, that. Got me in my wheelhouse right, right the, now. The, 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 the WKRP in Cincinnati. I worked at WKRC in Cincinnati, so, you know. Did they, you really? When I, I was leaving uh, Huntsville, Alabama, I got my job in my first town with, like, pro teams in uh-huh. Cincinnati. And they took the cast I'll never forget this. They blew up a picture of the cast off the internet and put my head on Venus flytrap and like have fun in Cincinnati. And that was like a big thing for me. I was, uh, I was very excited to go to Cincinnati. One of the great shows of all time, let alone theme songs. Uh, Marshall is uniquely qualified to help me uh, with something regarding my number one free agent target for the Bears. So we're going to talk about that in a moment before Hub Arkish at four on 670 The Score. It's Pacheco. And it looked like there was a hole, but that closed up quickly. Edwards and Hargrave combining on the stop. Yeah, Javon Hargrave, number 97. He is who makes this entire defense work, both run and pass. We talked to Andy Reid. We said, how are you going to pass protect? What's your plan for these two guys on the edges? He says, oh, no. Everything starts with big number 97. He can wreck the game if you don't account for him. That is Javon Hargrave, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive lineman. I want. I want that guy. I have thought a lot about the three technique, and I know it's a, it's it's kind of like Tommy Kelly. No, it's a reference to some legendary Les Grobstein tape. I believe, Dano, Marshall, that they need to get one, obviously. And I don't, I don't want Jalen Carter myself. I want Javon Hargrave, who is admittedly going to be 30 years old. And well, what is that in football years, 30 years old? <sighs> Depends. <laughs> if you're, it, it, like, go, go ahead. I don't think he's going to get super duper paid as if he was a 26, 27-year-old free agent. I think you are going to be able to pay him something that leaves you plenty of room to do everything else. And, of course, you also have a boatload of money. But you know what I love about that guy? Is that he's already gone through all the stuff that you are hoping 
a young three technique does in terms of maturing and learning the position and being an adult and having a work ethic that you can count on. And I am saying this anecdotally, having read a decent amount, a little bit, about him working with Fletcher Cox, the older defensive lineman and brilliant defensive lineman. You were there and saw this and can talk to me about it. So tell me about what you observed with those two guys working together. Well, I I just think when you're switching positions and, you know, playing in the middle like a nose tackle for the Steelers uh, and then you have to go, it's like you got to put the work in to, like, get the results that you need. And obviously Fletcher Cox was like, finally I got some help. Let's make sure he's doing things the right way. It's like anybody who's, like, overworked because you lost your guy at your job that was pulling some of the weight, and then you get a new guy. It's like, all right, one thing we're going to do is have uh-huh. you doing things the, the way they need to be done to get things done. I think he's a guy that you can bring in. I know you're maybe a little more infatuated with him than, than me. Like, I also would like him. I think maybe you, you're more in the camp of I need him. Is that is that a fair statement? I, you think I've crossed over to I, me? Well, Does I, it seem unhealthy? It's it just the way you were talking so glowingly the, about was him. A little toxic? Yeah, not toxic yet. <laughs> Wait till you get him you could see in the relationship. There. You yeah, exactly. See him there. Exactly. I saw how like you I'm going to start leaving notes and stuff. When you started the yeah. TV show, I knew that that was going to be toxic, whatever came of that relationship as he's staring into this woman's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're Got just you. staring into the house. Mm. I don't, maybe. It doesn't go that bad, but I I do I do think that with Javon Hargrave it makes sense. Like you have all the needs, he fills one of them. You're gonna have even more needs, uh-huh. and maybe because he's been on a team that's been successful, a couple of teams that have been successful. I mean, he goes to the playoffs. He knows what that's all about. Yes. So like you talk about culture. Let's start with guys who know how to win. What were you saying about the Cubs camp? Everybody's like, oh, the rings are back in the room. Yeah. Like, that's what Nico Horner says. Like, you know, rings back in the room. I mean, it's it's a very simple thing he said, but it was like, and it was almost unassuming the way he said it, but like, uh-huh. the man had a point. Guys who know how to win championships are now working here again. Yeah. Because they've done that. And it's not just, you know, Kyle Hendricks, obviously. It's like these free agents were brought in, not just because they were good and they filled a need and make the defense better, but yeah. they know how to do the thing that, Every team starts the year trying to do. Mm-hmm. I I feel like as I'm putting the puzzle together, throw money at the three technique, throw money at the middle of the defensive line, draft an edge because this is apparently a crazy good class of edge of rushers. Edge rushers, okay. There, everybody's talking about that. That yeah, Will Anderson is obviously really good, but there's more. There's like two, three, four, five. There's a whole bunch of them that are good. So go ahead, draft one. Hell, draft two. You need a lot of them. And but what about maybe taking a step back from your Jalen Carter stance? If they have a Javon Hargrave and saying maybe he can help him in his youth. Oh God, you're, find, re- you're resembling Danny Parker. Find his way. Right I'm now. asking. I'm at. It's just a question Which of presenting. Dan- Danny brought this brought that up yesterday. Threw it in my face. As much as I love Hargrave, so if Hargrave is that guy who I believe is ready to be. Like the um, the excellent OG veteran that Fletcher Cox was to him, and if he's ready to be that guy for Jalen Carter, go ahead and get them both. And I'm bulk asking up, if that's bulk up the middle of your line. Like I'm crazy. just asking if you would soften your stance, perhaps. It it would help. It would help make it conceivable. So it's not like me. a no no. It's just a uh, eh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, a- it's a no other than that. It's it's a no without something like that. But look, they can't. Like I don't trust the Bears coaches, nor necessarily free agents, like the specific line coach, nor do I trust any player on that team to be the presence 
that um, that commandeers um, Jalen Carter and makes sure he does everything right and is accountable and has the work ethic you need and everything like that. So it would have to be something like that. All I'm saying is they just need so much help and they need dynamic players. Like like they could go and get a bunch of better players and still not be dynamic because that's where the gap is when you talk about the front, like the front the like the front seven really. Like they 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 need people who are not just good, but they need some dynamic playmakers. They need difference makers. Yes, man. people who like when they're on the field, other coaches are talking about them. Like Andy Reid was like having to account for them. Mm-hmm. And who are they? Who is any? Who is anyone accounting for on the Bears after the trade deadline? Oh, uh, Jalen Johnson. That's it. Like that's the end of the conversation. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like you have an NFL football team out here and offensive coordinators and head coaches are looking like, yeah, we should probably, you know, just do what we do and see how they adjust and maybe make some adjustments. Uh But they weren't like game planning day one. Like, oh, we got to make sure that this guy doesn't destroy us. Yeah. You want world destroyers. You need Zod. And so. (laughs) (laughs) Is he available? (laughs) I don't think so. What did he bench I, at the combine? Uh, buildings. <laughs> Picking up buildings, setting them up into the air, bringing them back down. It's the control of bringing them back down. Yes, yes. That, that's the that's hard part. That's amazing. Because now he's gravity, everything else. Yeah, and he's like, I, he's like putting it, it into the foundation. Listen. You rip it out of the foundation, listen. you put it back in. Yes. That's also spatial skills as well. He operates well in space, <laughs> literally. <laughs> he always has. He always has. I was told to beware of Saad. So I am pretty much there. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. So you you're ready for Jalen Carter. I don't know, man. I whoa, whoa, whoa slow down, slow down. You're ready. You I don't him. want him just coming in you're like write him letters without without. You're gonna be snooping on him. No, 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 no. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want him to just come in here and play here. I, like he's got to have guide rails. Me and me and Javon Hargrave are gonna like pull into the drive-in, the drive-in movie theater, and we're gonna see. You and Jalen Carter up there in the front, big bench seats, having hey, popcorn. Hey, listen, if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be. I need the eagle. I, I need. I need. I need the the eagle to come and be a bear, and yeah. I need the bears to just truly bear down mm, up front. Oh, it's it was hard to watch, man. I was. You know, it was hard to watch. It happens. Uh, Six seventy. The score is where you are. It's Parkins and Spiegel, but it's Spiegs and Marshall Harris right here with you. We'll talk to Hub Arkish from the combine next on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.